Welcome back to this episode. This is the second part of a doubleheader. If you haven't heard the first, go back. Go back and listen to it. If you can't be bothered, that's all right. Just keep listening to this one and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. And don't forget, like and subscribe. I hate it when people say that. Yeah. So what, are we going to do a little bit of NBA? Let's do a little bit of NBA. A little bit of NBA. Right, I've got four points. Should we smash on with my smash points? Smash them through. Two of yours were the exact same as mine, so let's just roll them. <clears throat> okay, right. Um, I think a great talking point is the Los Angeles Lakers raised the first NBA Cup banner. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you've not seen it, it's black, gold trim, got the NBA Cup on it. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's great. You know, it says, you know, it's highlights. This is something that has value. And, you know, I, I like the fact that someone's put a banner up. And I also like the fact that they've done it differently. So for those who've never seen the Lakers, Laker banners, um, they're yellow with a, a purple trim. Um, when you're there, it's really obvious, which is like the 54 and the... Um, is it the 70s? I think it was one seventy-two, yeah. and then as as you go through, it, it's really obvious because the um, the style changes. But generally, from what I remember, it's yellow with purple trim, but this one black with gold trim. And I just thought that was great. I just thought, you know what? Just like if this is something that we're going to be talking about is a big deal in fifty years' time, then that is the way to go. Put a banner up that's just a different color. Um, so. You know, I thought that was great. Did you have a, a thought on that? I thought it was hilarious that they lost that game. So the night that they put it up into the rafters, they lost the game. <laughs> oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, it wasn't even. Pay, I didn't even pay attention that game. Yeah, you got to laugh a little bit because you know they. It's um, this is our banner banner evening, or whatever they wanted to call it, and uh, yeah. Congratulations! You got you got a flag. Do they get so, rings? No, just just that because you remember they uh, remember they got the little uh, tournament thing, didn't they? The medals, yeah. Mm. So why would you get rings? It makes sense, yeah. like not to have them. So yeah, no. And I think if by getting rings, it would devalue it a bit because then it's like, okay, what ring do you want? The cup ring, or so I think getting the medals from the league is the best way to do it. Yeah, I mean, look, what <clears throat> the bottom line is, I don't think there is a player around who won't say that that tournament was a, wasn't a success I think they did it absolutely the right way it was confusing because they didn't explain things maybe very well luckily for them we Mark, we explained it we, were, we explained it for everyone we were on standby we got your back Adam don't worry about it we'll, we're on it like a rash we absolutely all over it on it like a car bonnet and the thing the main thing there was that once people understood I think the the player loading and that all the games were just double bubble. They, at first, people were like, "What's the point?" They've all seen the trophy now. Yeah. So I want to see what happens next. I think year. in five years' time, that all yeah build. You, you know what? I've got a huge question, a huge question, and I really hope um, they do the one I'm going to say. The trophy that the Lakers got. Yep. Um, do they have to give that back to the league or where there'll be a new trophy for every season? I would have thought they would give that. Knowing the NBA, no, no, knowing the NBA, they'll say, that's your trophy, yeah. we'll make another one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Now, the reason, the reason that things like the FA Cup in English football is so special is because you've got to give that back. You don't get to keep it. You get to like hold it for a year. Mm -hmm. You're its keeper for a year. That's why it's so special. Like fans queue up when their team wins the FA Cup so they can stand with it and touch it because that might be the only time you can go near the FA Cup. Yep. Um, that's why there's so much romanticism around it. That's why people look at it and go, I'm in the FA Cup final. That's why players go, oh my God, I'm in an FA Cup final. 
Um, I personally hope that they have to hand the trophy back to the NBA and then they reassign it. Oh, 100%. Because you then have, you then have um, history. Now imagine in 50 years time, you've got the next player, Mark Chester, let's say, he's lifting up the NBA Cup. He's lifting up that cup that LeBron James has lifted up that 50 years. Like you can say, I've touched something which is a part of history that legends before me have touched. And that's why it's so special. And that's why I think they should give it back. I don't think for a second the NBA are going to do it because it's like, oh, yeah, that's your one. That's your one. But I think they should. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Um, the facts it becomes more magical well i think There's history i think they may do that. like the world cup you're touching something legends have touched i think there's a possibility they might do that though and the reason i say that is because of the walk along they did that whole walk through didn't they and put the trophy there to let everyone walk past it and they don't do that normally and that that for me it does again it didn't matter what the players were like oh we're just doing this tournament they walked in and saw a giant cup and they all just went oh yeah i want to i want to win that that's nice and it it was i mean it's, it's but it's um like, i i do hope they do it and after they listen to this podcast they probably will mark so we'll take credit for that yeah, they showed the carrot to the donkey they all got excited and the result was well i'd say not only a successful tournament but they showed that a tournament the tournament works they, there's a few tweaks and I think we'll do a, a wrap up show about what I know we did one saying what they could do differently and that but maybe at the end of the season we'll wrap the whole thing up mm. of what, what the whole of this season's been like because you know that in season tournament yeah. I think that's going to have an effect on the league it's just a gut feeling but people like Indiana they're going to have a little bit more excitement about themselves because I think look how far we did and we beat some people and as you pointed out they had some much tougher rides than LA to get to the final. Um, what what's LA mm. going to? And I think LeBron showed his class in that game as well. Like really did. Like it was like there was a f- there was like an incident. I know people look at the scoreline and go, "Oh, that was a blowout." It wasn't a blowout. There was one point when I just remember Lakers were bringing the ball over the halfway line. One of the players was in in trouble at the half. Like LeBron turned around and called a timeout. <laughs> oh yeah. And then the play carries on, but. It was a pivotal point where you think they were, I think they were up by four. They called a timeout, regrouped, got the ball, hit a three, bam, they're up by seven. Yeah. And I don't know, it's little things like that that he does that I just thought, I know he, he moans at the refs a bit, but um, yeah, I just, yeah, it was just, uh, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've been singing the praises of the tournament since the start. But look, can I go on to my second point, which is kind of continuing on from that? Do, yeah. Do it. Which is. The NBA Cup MVP. Now, there's a lot of criticism, and I don't know if this is the LeBron haters where they're saying he wasn't the MVP um, of the NBA Cup. Now, I just want to make this point, and that's just my point, and I'm done. Okay, so if you look at stats, Anthony Davis was the MVP of the NBA Cup final, easily. Yeah, I mean, of, yes, of you had little things that LeBron James was doing, like I just said about that timeout and stuff like that. That I mean, that's just him as a player, like with his contribution. Without him, who knows what would happen. However, Anthony Davis has to be considered the MVP of that game. Yeah. Now, my big but is the NBA don't look at it like that. They look at it as a series, so they're not looking at a, a game and going like. Uh, they're looking at the entire, um, like the the whole, who they played throughout that whole tournament. And when you look at that, LeBron James is the MVP. That's also helped because... Anthony they, Davis is a close second. It's not... He's a close second. You can't say that, but he's not MVP over the, all of those games. LeBron James is. Yeah, but I think it's called the MVP, the finals, plural. MVP. It's if it's called the in-season tournament final MVP, then that should be Anthony Davis. But it's finals, and they're calling the finals anything from that last stages, aren't they? So you're right. It would be LeBron because he did. It's finals. It's multiple games. 
not one game. Yeah. And if you look through the history of like NBA championships, sometimes the person who gets the MVP, you think, oh, oh yeah, 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 they're definitely up there. Are they the one who did it or are they your franchise player? A little bit of that does come in. I mean, I do think the NBA could make that clearer and and say, look, a bit like the World Cup, they based, I was listening to Adam um, Silver talking about this and he was basically saying, look, the NBA Cup is based on the World Cup, which kind of makes sense with the playoff standings, you sorry, the group standings, then go through the knockout stages. Makes sense. Um, but if you're man of the match and you win, um, that's usually from the final. That's not a, this is what I've done through the tournament. I mean, you could argue that in throughout history again in the World Cup, but normally it's who plays best on that one day for that FA Cup, for that World Cup final. Yeah. So I do think the NBA should clarify maybe the MVP and say this is for the seven game series in the NBA championship, or this is your franchise player or whatever it is, because you, you and I get what people are saying online. If you talk about that one game, yes, yeah, Anthony Davis. If you talk about the progression, it's LeBron James. So he's getting a bit of a criticism there, but based on, I'd say, the history of the NBA, well, he's MVP. It's like that's that you know, it's, and I think it's the right. Um, in history, it looks great. If you know what I mean, for the NBA and LeBron. Did you know there is one person in history to win a finals MVP who was on the losing team? In, really? Yep. 1981. I've got a guess. Not 1981, sorry. Oh. 1969. 1969, sorry. Well, my guess would be, be Jerry West is my guess. Correct. Despite losing yeah, yeah, the yeah. 1969 I, I... finals, Lakers' Jerry West averaged 37.9 points a game four rebounds and 7.4 assists and he earned the finals MVP. <laughs> I mean, that's insane, isn't it? Sorry, we lost, but here's the MVP. That wouldn't happen nowadays. No, they, they wouldn't. They wouldn't let it happen no. nowadays. It would have to be in a, you know, you know, there are some performances and championships past that you would say. Um, Isaiah Thomas yep. in what, 80, 88 against the Lakers. Mm. Got to put that name up there. Um, I don't know. I don't know by. I'd have to go through the the actual box scores of it, but I'm sure there's some you can go through. Oh yeah, that. yeah, hundred percent. But that's the only one in history so far for the NBA, anyway. Wow. Well, I, I, th I it rung a bell. I remember hearing that on a documentary, so I can't. I think I knew that one. But yeah, right. Oh, should we get away from the NBA Cup? Yeah, yeah, let's get away. I've got a couple of good ones, so you crack on. I've got two more times. These are these are freaking shows in themselves, Mark. Do it, but, do it. Um, Yanis. Yeah. He wanted the ball, didn't he? He wanted it. I mean, what did he get? What was it? How many points did he score? Uh, oh, uh, I want to say 64. Off the top of my 62, something 64 like points, something like that. Um, so for those who don't know... Yanis yeah, 64, gets, 64 you know, points. An absolute outstanding game. And he wants the game ball. And someone on the Indiana Pacers, um, it, was it a rookie or something like that? Yeah, the rookie scored, scored his first, his first point. Yeah. And they grabbed the game ball from him. And Yanis sprinted aggressively into their change room. Basically, I think there was three Bucks players in the change room basically saying give me that freaking ball now um which is i don't know i saw the look, i know your view on it my view is like who gives a crap about a freaking ball look, when you score a load of points in the game who cares Paul george said it if best. it's the nba finals yeah brilliant i scored my first points in the nba all right okay no. You know, you got you got your first ten point game. Here's another ball. Like twenty point. Here's another ball. How many point? How many balls do you want in your house? Well, I did put up a post and just uh, put a thing saying Yanis also has the largest ball collection ever in Milwaukee as a, as a joke. But I actually believe. Uh, I think Paul George on, on his podcast said it best, where he said, 
the bottom fundamental thing is they are the away team. Milwaukee are the home team. You've got no rights on that ball. doesn't matter what it is. You've got no rights on that ball. Now, if you went and said, hey, look, this game, you know, you won. It was a blowout. It was nothing special. It was just, you know, you beat us. But our rookie scored the first points. You'd be like, hey, yeah, sure. But it's Milwaukee's right because it's their home. It's their home game. It's their home game ball. Did Yanis handle it the best? No. But as he, you know, he shows he's a bit emotional when he's done some press conferences and stuff. He's handled himself reasonably well, but sometimes he just he wears it on his sleeve. He's a sportsman. He's playing a game. Who said that? Paul George. You say Paul George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that, and he's like, at the end of the day, you got you're a, a visiting team. You got no right. And the fact that yeah, but, it sounds pretty logical. But also, here's the other thing. He's like, I, he Paul said, I've got my first game ball, but it was a no matter game. It didn't matter. So I got my first points. I was lucky enough to get that. He said, but the fact is also, um, I think it's Richard Hamilton did an also an explanation that one of the things that he said was, like Rick Carlisle, the coach, and some of the others had already said, yeah, we'd already said, um, and in the team. We'd all agreed that you know if he gets his points, we'll um he'll get the he'll get the ball, and he's like, you're the visiting team, like you got no right, you you can't decide. Oh yeah, we're gonna have that. It's like, you're how many game balls are there? Is that a silly question? Is it just one? I thought there was two anyway. They usually have two or three because we've seen a few things. Um, I don't know if you saw a clip of things a few weeks back now because we're only week nine in the NBA. Remember, it's, it's still early in the season, but. There was a game uh, that LeBron was playing, and he the refs went went over to the side, and he was like, "No, I want that ball back. We're playing with that game. That's the ball game that we're using for the game. I want that ball back. Like, don't swap it at halftime or anything." And he was really, really getting protective over it. So there is two or three balls, I think, and then they whittle it down, and they decide which ones they want to use for the for the game. But there's always at least one or, or others floating around. Hey, look, if I'm in change, if I, like, if I was an NBA player and I was in the change room and I just scored my first basket and someone said, that's the ball, your NBA ball, and and I just put it put it in my bag and then Yanis and all those guys came in, went, oh, bloody hell, are you going to give him the right ball or are you just going to give him another ball? You go, yeah, 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 it was that one. I, I think... You, there's, there's one guy who knows it was actually this ball in my bag. I think what Yanis should do yeah, you're right. 100% there was a switchery. But I, he doesn't know. He doesn't know if he's got the right ball or not. He could, he could he got given a ball and he could have stormed off. It's like, yeah, there was, that's the ball you got from the, the changing room. How do you know it's the right ball? Is it marked or is it numbered or something? I don't know. I don't know, but I doubt people it. were saying, oh, numbered, Yanis is minted. Yanis should just, he's it's a rookie. Why, don't he, why doesn't Yanis give him like 100 grand and buy it off him? It's like, what? That's just, you know, people saying stuff like that, it's just lunacy. What I think... He gives a crap about a ball, though. Well, don't you think? I think... What happens if he scores 70 points next game? You're going to get that ball as well. Well, the 64-point ball doesn't mean much, does it? I think Yanish should give him the ball. And even though it's Yanis's ball, but here's why. Because Yanis is now in history. If you've got to think, Oscar Robertson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, two of the most famous basketball players alive who played for the Bucks, <laughs> you know? He's he surpassed them now. So, and he's then taken the highest for the whole franchise, not just for him personally as a career, but also for the franchise. That does mean something to him, no question, but he's now in history. That's in the history books. That's written now. So he doesn't need the ball to remind him of that. On that moment, that night, a hundred percent, that was his, and he should have had that. That that, that was Indiana's fault uh, for taking that ball. That was yeah. But I think I if think, he was that bothered by it, grab it before rather than run into the change room. But like, yeah, but why were you that bothered about it? Now this is this is why I'm going to be real harsh reality here. Is that player who scored his first ever points in the NBA ever going to be anything like the same career that? he's had that, that's my two cents worth I don't know who was it I, well time will tell when it but, time will but, tell and that's what I'm saying I think how many people actually ever get to have the, the superstar career there's lots of journeymen 
in the NBA. There's lots of players who go in the NBA and after four or five years, they're switched through or rotated out or they maybe play seven or eight years and they, you know, they, they're role players. They do their bit and that's it. They won't be the, mm. the Westbrooks. They won't be the Yanis. They, they're not going to be the franchise players. So on that basis, you go, having your first game ball, the first points you've ever scored in the NBA, that's nice, isn't it? It would mean something more to him than it would for Yanis. Yanis has got but, the yeah, like, but that's the same thing as what I'm saying. If Yanis gets 66 points next game and gets that ball, this the the one that he's barging in a changing room fighting for yeah. means nothing, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. See what I mean, I just I don't get it. It sounds like something else is going on there. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, sure. Look, if that was freaking Draymond Green, they'd be saying counselling. Oh, oh God, yeah. If that was Draymond Green, they'd be saying, right, we need to kick off. It's Yanis. It's like, oh, he was just passionate. Yeah. Oh, he was, 100%. I mean, look, you've mentioned him. We've got to talk about it. it, it it's it's the it's the, uh, it's the dark cloud in the room, isn't it, at the moment, unfortunately, for Draymond. Um, I, look, well, he's always been a physical player. This is I, I say yes and no. He's always been a physical player. There's no... He's always been a bit of a, I want to say, dirty player, but, you know, it, he's always... Um, been challenging as a player i haven't always i want to say liked him because i think sometimes he's crossed that boundary um but you know from seeing the influences that he would have had from detroit back in like the mid 2000s and seeing some of the the, the size of the player is and how he likes to play he's always done well for him at, at, you know on the court it's always worked out well for him and there's nothing wrong with having a character and being a bit dirty. We we both like the dirty players, you know. We both know that. But I think there's clearly a switch has changed here, and I just wonder if it's is it not reaching the end of a career. But all these guys are at the end of their contracts or coming up to. Like the Golden State are done now. That 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 team's wrapped. Um, you're getting people saying that. Let just let let blow the team up, and when you get into that point, is I might say is it last dance? But I wonder if that's it. And he's just looking at it going. He's been at the team twelve years. I think it's a long tenure. I think they're the three longest tenuring players other than LeBron. <laughs> I mean, it says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. Him, Clay, and Steph—they well, were all within like two or three years of each other. Something like that. I, I'm gonna um. I'm going to support Draymond. And I think one of the few people who is supporting Draymond at Green at the moment, like people are talking about counseling and all this stuff. Look, it's not like he's not a controversial player, is it? No, exactly. You know, we've had, it's just we've had more recent examples of that in the last couple of weeks. Um, and I can't help, and I don't know why I thought about this, but. Should he been chucked out? Yeah, hundred percent. This, you know, him. He, 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 I don't know what it is, but um, it reminded me of Metal World Peace um, <laughs> on James Harden. Remember that when he yeah. elbowed him in the face? Yeah. Well, Metal World Peace. He got suspended for seven games. Previously known as Ron Artest. Now they've now taken Draymond Dream and they're suspending him indefinitely so they've said at least three weeks that's 11 games now someone tell me what's different between what metal world peace did yeah. on james harden and what draymond green's done it's just that oh, it's i can answer that it, I, there's been a few what oh it's easy he did Is he, it, no he did draymond hasn't got any problems no, no so he, he's got no problem like, like come on so he got ejected the first game right and then they're like, mate, you gotta like tone it down a little bit because he he was a bit feisty. Then the second time he got thrown out was because of choking Gobert, which no one you, you, like that. He he went too over the top with that. Everyone would say, you know, even he would be like, that's too much. He, even he said, look, I'm apologising. I don't ever apologise, and that's probably true. He never has in history. So even he knew that he like flipped the switch. So the reason I think that they're going indefinitely is pure because they went, hang on. This is the third in a row. He's literally just come back from suspension for doing this, and he's just gone and done it again. It's like, okay, 
So they're creating a new standard on one player. Yeah, they are. That's what I don't like about yeah, it. Yeah, okay, yeah, but... Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, but it's just... That, no, but it makes I sense. I would go through all these incidents. No, it doesn't. It does. It, I would go for... This is just my view in it. I would go through all these incidents and go, okay, so what? Like, you, you have certain players who are aggressive on the court. Yeah. You know, we all know those players. Um... You, and you, yeah, but you those players on the court are not the same players off the court. Yeah, but you, if that makes sense. It, but it makes so, it makes sense. Look, I'm not an NBA about. player. I'm not a BBL player. But when I was playing, yeah, you I'd have these incidents where you would have a punch up on the court and stuff like that. But the game finishes and it's over, and you think, oh, okay, that shouldn't have happened. You don't. It's not like then this massive issue that you're then carrying around with you. It's just like something that just happens in the game. Ah, uh, yeah, but you'll forget. So when we talk about that choke one, yeah. again, I was quite supportive of him because I just thought, well, if you really look closely, someone was about to choke um, Clay Thompson and he came in, the, in there supporting his teammate, which I'm 100% behind. Was it excessive? Yeah, of course it was. But would I have done that in the same position? Yeah, I think I would have. Would most people who like watch basketball have been thinking the same thing yeah probably would have it's like when you're sitting home and all calm going yeah um i would have walked up to him calmly and said can you stop strangling my teammate you would go in there and punch him in the face like yeah it, it, you have that aggression on the basketball court and that's what he's one of the forefront players like bill lane beer stuff like that who would be doing all that kind of stuff you know oh, yeah, no. his highlight reel like you said a few weeks ago will be that all these incidents that we're talking about and this is just one of those incidents i think and when you i put the contrast to met world peace who's got seven game ban and now they're saying, yeah, you're indefinite, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you know, you, you're making the rule because you need to go and get counselling or this crap. It's like, oh, shut up. Give him a ban. Yes, that's fine. Make it seven games. That would be kind of make sense because he's done this incident. Okay, but they're separate incidents. I don't really get it. But So this is what... So why don't you give him, say, 10 games? So... I... There's nothing wrong with him. People are saying all this stuff. There's nothing wrong with him. Just, like, get on with it. Give him a ban. Get on with him. Let him come back in the game. So here's the thing. I agree with you, okay? I agree with you. But that's why I said I understand why they've done it this way. And the two things you, you've got to think of is the reason that the NBA have done this is, one, look what they did with Jay Morant. He didn't actually do anything. He showed... Uh, a weapon I don't agree with that I think you know he's got to be he was not mindful he's a young kid who's obviously very wealthy was caught in a moment and was but like these are things that he's doing off the oh no, no 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 I get it no, hear me out he was doing something off the court off the court and they given him they've given him a he's only just coming back to the game now like he wasn't allowed to start the whole season so he's missed what 20 games 25 games or something like that like, so, but that's different because you're an idol. Yeah, but he didn't. You're an idol to people. Yeah, but what did he do around and stuff like that? You you could see the gun. It's like I know, but what did he actually? Yeah, do? I know what you're saying. But so Draymond actually what's physically the contrast between someone. But Draymond physically did something on a court that Bill Lanebeer would do, or someone else would have done many times. We've seen we've seen all sorts of players do all sorts. Of, we've seen people like Joel Embiid like a few seasons ago just literally accidentally pivoted and almost broke someone's nose like you know there's literally blood everywhere and they're like oh he's just maybe he's a bit clumsy no he's not you watched him swing the elbow and he's a seven foot monster but the reality is it's part of the game the problem is my second point which is that's how the nba are trying to run things look at all of the ref calls that they're doing at the moment the refs at the moment seem to think that people yeah. are, are going to the games to watch them you're getting people ejected. Oh, you're not allowed to you, even swear. You say, you, you basically turn it. Can I say this for historical accuracy? Yeah. You, you you basically turn around and go, fucking hell, ref, that's a shit call. Bam, you're chucked out of game. Yep. It's like, what? So, like, they've chucked what's out happened to Joker. Joker but like, last yep. two games or whatever it was. Like, like, well, did you see Dylan? Look, Dylan Brooks, he's even self-appointed himself Dylan the villain. 
he likes to be the bad character. He wants to be like the Reggie Miller and that kind of thing, hype people up. That was embarrassing. That, and they ejected him. Literally, that, was embarrassing. that call, you look at it and you're saying, he was actually, he was pushed by Chris Middleton. Like, and, and Middleton actually had the elbow down and pushed. I'm not going to defend Brooks because I like a nasty character, but I think I don't like the smarmy. That's my, that's just my personal thing. I'm not a fan of the, I'm the big me. I just like people who like being a villain. I've got no problem with that. But he got fouled and he was pushed out. Like he wouldn't have gone out of bounds like that if Middleton had forced him. It's because he swore. Uh, yeah, but the ref but was right. In... If you, if you, you can. But why you didn't the ref call it? Saying. Why but... didn't the ref call it? The ref was literally right in front of him, and the ref didn't call it. And he turns around, and he's like, "Why are you not calling that?" And then the ref went T, and he's like, "Are you yeah, kidding me?" He, he does say, he does say F, he does say F. I think I want to say three or four times. Oh yeah, but that by and then he's again, already called. According to the, I looked at the law. Look at the law of what the ref does. They go, ah, oh, he used bad language to me. I can now eject him. Now, my, the the big but I would say with that, they're not doing that with other players. No, they're not. There's certain players that don't do it. No, they too. don't. So it, it's very, it's in the hands of the referee to decide whether they're going to inject him or not, isn't oh, it? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna if they're having a bad eject day someone or, who's you know, the highest point scorer. In. Oh, let's let's get rid of Jokic. Why not? Oh yeah, let's get rid of him. He's the highest point scorer. Yeah, let's get rid LeBron of. LeBron just can't be swearing. No. Oh, but he, yeah, but you say that. But then, but, then um, those guys got ejected when um, one of them said, oh, "You're a bitch" or something like that. And then the coach got ejected from the Rockets. Well, Mark, I, I appreciate your point here. So you're supporting me with Draymond Green. I appreciate. No, hundred percent. No, so I the said got it wrong. Yeah? No, hundred percent. I hundred hundred percent. I think, I think Draymond. Um, what when the refs got it wrong? No. Oh yeah, I'd say the refs got it wrong. Of course it. But I think with Draymond. He's always been a tough player. And going back to him and saying, you've got to counsel, you've got to do this or whatever. I think it's a bit extreme, but I do think that when you're seeing the coach saying- I think that's out, I, I, that's out of order. But, saying counseling, yeah, that's out of order. I think when you- Like you're watching someone play a basketball game when you have these personas that you people create yeah. on the basketball court. And you say, oh, you need counseling because you're seeing a version of them that might be more aggressive or more- talkative or whatever on the basketball court but these players but you wanted you that want in that season. character to have counseling yeah so that's the, yeah exactly i i i, I don't they wanted you know, the spice they yeah got the spice draymond green was he out of order yes he was out of order suspend him give him a suspension all this other crap that's going on with it look give him give him a punishment let him get him back it's come look, on like we live in a snowflake yeah, i've world. seen i've seen worse it's a snowflake world i've seen that's worse, how we live but, and and that's where he's got at least three weeks yeah, that's yeah. 11 games yeah. metal world peace got seven i think that's i think he's been dealt with more harshly because there's been like three incidents in like three weeks or which he is and, and let's be fair this is the only thing i'll say let's be fair on the nba if someone turns around and punches someone you go dude you can't do that then the next one he comes around and chokes someone you go dude you really can't do that then he goes back in and then the foul he did was a pretty blatant he's like oh i didn't mean to hit him it's like dude you'd like doing a, a, a swinging pivoting clothesline like <laughs> that dude didn't do anything that was a pretty harsh one even by draymond standards it was just like a blatant i just turn around and just socks the guy in the back inside of the head but you got to look at it from but their point of view they're gonna punish people it's, it's over history it has to be now it's like not a bit it has to be it has to be exponential we've told you off for violence Okay, we're telling you off again for violence. Dude, this is your third time we've told you off. You literally this is the game back from being suspended. And you're getting and you've done the same thing. You're like you're doing something else violent. And, and I don't and I, I don't know if I agree with that or not, because people can use it. People it can be used against him oh, as well. It, it can be they used. Ah, oh, he's just come can. back. So he can't push us around. Because yeah, I But it can't look, be used next play, season. But moment each play by each play, it's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't see much difference between what Metal World Peace did and what he did. I think so I think I, the main I, difference know, is I don't know. Uh, you, you've also moved on. You've moved away from that physical game. We've only really seen that physical game come back in the last year or two, if that. We think Metal World Peace was a long time. It's ago. great, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's great. It is. But look, the NBA's found it testicular fortitude. You're saying about seven games for Metal World Peace. Uh, go back to you know we talked about the. Uh, palace and auburn hills and talk about malice in the palace 
you think of how many people got suspended those that should be um those guys we, they got they got a, rest of season bans yeah well they got rest of season bans and you got some of the guys i think it was o'neill got like a 20 something plus game ban as well for his part in it and meta obviously but i saw just to tidy this up i saw a brilliant comment someone had thrown out that was like it's a simple solution all he's got to do is change change his name like meta did <laughs> so he's not ron artest he's now better world peace said everyone loves him now <laughs> Yeah. Done. That's it. Draymond, just change your name. Well, there you go. Draymond Green. Change your name to Draymond Peace Green. Yep. Or Green Peace. Green. I love it. All <laughs> oh, right. right. What's your next one? Well, Mark, I, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm supporting Draymond Green. Um, well, that's my NBA done. You got any, any more NBA? This I, is a bloody long I've show. I've got two. I've got literally got two, and that's it. The first one's. Oh, the first, two. Yeah, it's really simple. This one. I saw it, it was like literally a couple of days ago, and it just made me laugh. Um, what do you think the Detroit Pistons record is currently in their last 22 games? Oh, I do know. Yeah, they're, they're approaching, um, I think, 26 losses in a row is the, is the NBA record, and they're on 22. <laughs> I don't know what, maybe it's changed since the last time I looked. It's, yeah, it's absolutely shocking. You just think, what like what happens in that instance you go you've just got all of these losses three for 22 aren't they uh yeah it is literally and you just look at it and you think well come on like and their three wins were like i mean they're gonna be kicking one they're gonna be kicking just not get that 26 record just two and 25 (laughs) It's, it's it's not good is it how can how can you have two and twenty five as a, a professional team? Loss, loss, loss. And, and oh, if they two and twenty five. So what are the, what's the loss streak now? So it's twenty four. Twenty five. Sugar, bloody hell! So they're one away from tying the all time record, which is twenty six. Yeah. And I think the tw- and, and, and oh, so by the time we do the next show, they might have been it. Twenty two are in the row, so I think it's twenty five losses. Two and twenty five because twenty five losses are overall. But they they started the first game of the season. They lost. Then they got two wins, and then they've lost every single game since October the thirtieth. Oh, so they're still on twenty two. So they're still on twenty. Let me count it right okay, now. Well, by the time we do the next show, they might be uh, well further down the road. I'm counting it right now. I think it's 22. Mark, last time I looked, it was 22 losses. No, 24. They, oh, they, they're on 24. Yeah, they literally, because they literally lost, um, well, it's not really a spoiler alert, they lost a couple of days ago, and then they lost the, the game before that. <laughs> so they, they lost a few days and the game before that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so 24. So they're, they're three games away two games away from tying the all-time record three games away from claiming the record I, for themselves all i was just going to say is let's bring out the mickey burn in that if you're losing 22 games in a row <laughs> that's on the coach surely the players have got to take 100 responsibility in what they can do but if you're losing 22 games in a row and you're the coach you've got to just think what am i doing here <laughs> What, I, think am maybe, I? I think maybe the GM. GM, look at the look at who's who's putting the squad together. Clearly, it's not good enough. It is just it's look at the GM laughable, as well. isn't it? It is absolutely laughable. Well, anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up because that's. I mean, as we're standing now, it's like twenty well, twenty fifth December. Let's see where they go, and that is just shocking. But my last one. Let's see where they go. My last one was a little stat for you, and I thought you'd quite like it. Mm-hmm. So. It was, it was only like mark. it was only about three days ago, so the stat may have changed just somewhat, but it still stands. Everyone was saying about how the Clippers they were performing badly, and Harden, you know, was a bit of a, a black sheep whenever he goes to different teams and stuff, and he hadn't really found that fitting. So, someone had put out after the six-game winning streak that the Clippers have been on, they're one game back in the loss column for fourth place in the Western Conference after having that awful start so they're one and a half games back from being third two games back from being second in the western conference eight and two of their last 10 games i mean 
it's funny, isn't it? Like we we've been talking about the BBL and how the parallels are for um you lose a couple of games and it all sort of changes. But this is exa almost exactly the same sort of thing in the NBA at the moment. You're losing a couple of games, uh, then you get on a little winning streak. Now the Clippers are in sort of sixth position and their their win streak is 16. They're sort of tied basically with Sacramento and Dallas. And everyone was blasting them previously. Incidentally, Lakers, in-season tournament champions, only sitting in eighth. Well, I think sometimes like teams, it takes teams times to gel, doesn't it? Yeah. And, you know, look on the Eastern Conference. Um, Boston are absolutely roaring away with it. And the Bucks, neck, well, they're not sort of neck and neck, so to speak. Philly not far behind. And who's number four? Orlando Magic. I mean, what? Orlando yeah. Magic. Having an absolutely blinding season. Um, the whole team's just gelling. They just get together and they just get on with it. Whereas Miami Heat... You know what the James Harden thing reminds me of is the BBL version of the Newcastle Eagles where I, I can clearly remember saying to you, it feels like they need some time to gel. Yep. And then they went on this, like, what, six-game winning streak run. <laughs> exactly. It, that was it was almost that point where everyone was they almost had hit the bottom point where everyone was saying this is rubbish don't sit him on the bench get rid of him or and you know not just not giving him a chance next minute oh look they just won six in a row and he's hitting some monster shots because harden is a shooter um the problem you know fundamentally there is they've got four players who all want the ball in their hand that's all the problem is it's not anything else. They're all really super talented people. It's just they all want the ball. So they just got to learn a way that they can work together. Um, whereas, you know, just because you've got a really talented player, so what? Doesn't mean anything. Look at San Antonio. They're bottom of the Western Conference, but they've got the all star, you know, rookie of the season. How can he be rookie of the season if he's, there's teams <laughs> bottom of the conference, 22 losses, four wins? I mean, San Antonio suck right now pretty hard as well golden state incidentally yeah, not like, even in the plane they're they're at 11th they're not even in the plane golden state at this point they're you know down in the dog they'll be there they'll be there mate they'll be there i'm sure because it's because the nba are, are trying to destroy their team not letting them play players they're allowed to play well look i mean minnesota timberwolves are number one and who's number two in the western conference oklahoma city thunder and they're quite happy to play a player who everyone is really questioning why are they playing a player. <laughs> they're uh, they're quite happy to let. It was interesting. Adam Adam Silver said they're not they're not doing anything until there's something something coming from a police investigation. Yeah. And until then, there's nothing for them to in, to really investigate. If the police come up with something, then yeah, they're they're, they're going to do something about so, it. But um, so, basically, my understanding is, allegedly, yeah, you need the girl or their family to speak. If that doesn't happen, nothing's going to happen. And no, not it's it is what it is. I'm going to. Hey, he's going to be. Uh, he's got to be marrying this girl. I'm going to. He's got to be marrying this girl. I'm going to refer to Pat Beverly on this one. And he said it on his podcast. Yeah. And uh, just incidentally, I won't tangent it quickly, but I've been listening to the Pat Beverly podcast for a little while now. And I think he is one of the best podcasters of an NBA player other than Paul George. They're, they're two of the best guys that are out there doing it because they actually give real answers about honest answers. You're actually getting an answer from them. It's not political. It's no BS. He just does it what it is. And he, he made a really good joke about it. he always drinks a beer after conferences and they said why is that and he said i like steve stone called steve austin i was like really that's done. it just made me chuckle i thought wow that was his reference point like yeah just get a beer i want to have a beer with stone called steve austin after a, a conference or whatever but he was saying someone had mentioned about this and he said why is no one talking about this i don't get it and the whole he was on a, a podcast with a few other famous people like kevin hart to mention a few others and they kicked him off the podcast because he's like, well, why are we not? Why am I not allowed to talk about that? Like, it's a weird situation, isn't it? And they were like, oh yeah, we gotta cut you now. And he's like, you kicking me off because I'm saying that. And all he said was, they were like, well, what do you think then? He said, I've got daughters. That's what I'm gonna say. 
That's what he said. And they're like, yeah, we got we got cut cut you because of that. I mean, it's weird, isn't it? Why is everyone? I didn't, you know, when you said this to me about bringing it up because people were not really talking about it, I just thought, well, yeah, because it's just a weird thing. But it's odd. People are openly covering stuff and staying away from it. Very, very strange. Yeah, and sorry, there's a big pause there. I was getting another beverage. Oh god. Um But yeah, it's um very odd. Yeah, like I said before, I mean listen to listen to what I said before, I'm not gonna say it again, but I commented on that. But um yeah, I think the NBA are waiting to see what the allegations are, if the police come back with anything, but again, listening to the legality of it unless someone comes for us and says anything nothing's going to happen um no but it's, it's and, odd about you know, all these if things nothing's going to happen it's going to be but why would you want to play like that in your team like what i mean you know uh, it's affected his career like if you you're going to be looking at trying to get rid of him i guess yeah look and, um, and obviously to put a balance point on it we have to say if something didn't happen or there wasn't anything like that regardless of what's going on you go his career's he's got the black card over him now and that's it like like you say no one's going to want him to play yeah on, on that sort of thing if, if things you are, know, are or whatever all i would say is like most people i looked on youtube and some of the video stuff i saw um and photo stuff you you see think like what is going on there like i don't Odd. know who knows well let's see let's see what comes up with the police investigation but, we'll, but it does we'll highlight how much the nba you know you look at a sports league and they they do have a lot going that was, on. If that was Draymond Green, it'd be out out the out the league. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think they're it's it's very unusual how they're treating it, and uh, it's yeah your your previous history and maybe your connections. I don't know. Clearly have a part, but the NBA are clearly busy at the moment. They've got a lot of things going on. You know. Especially the Golden State Warriors. Well, Adam Silver said they're waiting on the police. Yeah, they said I, they're waiting 100%. on the police investigation. 100%. So, so let's let's well let's see what happens with that. But, um, Mark, I've got a last one, a last one for you, and it's it. not NBA. It's a bit of fun. It's a bit of fun. You like this one? This is college basketball. This is college Division One basketball. Okay, which college? Which um, which place? This is a, this is. A, NCAA. You might have to help me out here. So, what? what NCAA. It's Division One college basketball. Okay. What? What? Is it NCAA? Like American Sorry. American colleges? Uh, it's American college. Yeah, Division One American college. Yep. So I don't know what team this is, but it's I U P U I Jaguars, whatever that is. Um, and they were playing a team called Lindenwood. IUPUI so, I don't know what university it is. I don't know. I think it's Pennsylvania. It might be Pennsylvania. But anyway, these two teams are playing each other. The score, the score in the game was, oh, I'm just trying to find it. Indiana University, oh, Purdue University, oh. Indianapolis. IUPUI. Okay, well, those guys. Lindenwood were in black they had 71 and IUPUI yep. had 64 and they were in white and it was one minute 21 seconds left in the third quarter yeah and what happens substitute all in white comes to sub in the game and you know what stood out for me as I saw it and straight away I was like well hang on the guy's taking his his second shot here yeah like, what's this about? Like, you're not allowed to sub in, so it was an unusual moment. I just thought, what's going on there? Anyway, a YouTuber almost successfully subbed into a Division One college basketball game. He, uh, he dressed up. Um, um, he was wearing a warm-up jacket like that looked like very similar to um, <laughs> one of the teams. Really? He ran up. He ran up to the subs bench, ripped it off. Um, underneath, he had a, a 
LeBron James Miami Heat jersey, which matched the white and red of the UI PUI Jaguars team, like really, really closely, so no one, no one noticed. And the refs are looking over. Um, a coach quickly ran to the scorer's table, the table to stop him getting on the court. Because I think once he gets on the court, it'd probably be a technical foul. And they were losing by seven or something like that at that point. So it was going to be conjecture. Um, but yeah, the guy was trying to shoot, shoot free throws. Um, and he, uh, the, the officials noticed what was going, went to the scorer's table. And yeah, it was... It was. Uh, they worked out it was a prank, but the the, the court officials and the coaches were, weren't um, weren't hiding their displeasure of uh, of the prank, and um, wow. the guy was escorted out of the building. Oh really? Yeah. Oh blimey, that's if hilarious. If you've not seen it, it's quite entertaining. Nothing really, nothing really happens, but it's quite entertaining. I th- Mark, this is well a long I th- one. I think I saw it. That's what she said. Um, I think I saw the thing on somewhere like one of the things out there. But yeah, oh, that's genius. That is absolute genius. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting on the court, but it's a, well, it's a good Ironically, well, yeah, if he got on the court, I don't know. I, I think it would have been a T to, you know, I U P U I or whatever it was. A T to them. But, um, yeah, ironically, I'm recording a podcast at the same time as we're normally recording, uh, but this time a little bit more steaming and st- but still tired at the end. But this is a bloody. This is probably this is arguably the longest one we've ever done. Yeah, probably for BBL update. Yeah, it's got to be pushing two hours, right? Yeah, two ten. Wow, Jesus! No one's going to be listening this deep in it. <laughs> Well, I think that's a wrap up for this week, though, isn't it? Would you say? <laughs> yes, yes. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> well, thank you very much. If you made it this far, bless you. You are a true trooper. I can say that. But thank you very much for listening. If you haven't listened to some of our episodes, go back and have a listen. We've got 51 episodes out at the moment. It's uh, pretty frightening. By the time this one comes out, it'll probably be 53. So, thank you very much for listening. I have been Mark, and Down Under has been... G'day, I am Paul, and I haven't seen a single badminton record or badminton line or badminton court in Australia. They're doing something right, Down Under. (laughs) Well done. Well done.